Pam Maldonado, betting analyst for Yahoo Sportsbook and Odds Checker. I love the new picture that you got here on Twitter. Uh, but let's actually start with the Jags. I want to start with the Jags, actually, because um, I almost I don't turn many games off because like the NFL's almost become the NBA. I always joke with Trista, you want to be down 20 at the half, I feel. But, I mean, we've seen some crazy comebacks. Uh, the Colts blowing that big lead a couple Saturdays ago against Minnesota. But I did not see Trevor Lawrence and the Jags making that comeback. The Chargers only scored three points in the second half. Joe Lombardi loses his job because of it. Did you consider maybe tuning out uh, after the first half? And just, like, what are your emotions watching a game like that? Well, unfortunately, I didn't watch the Jaguars game because it was my mother's birthday. And so I told her, I'm spending my time with you. I will not be looking at my phone. I'm not looking at the game. But also, fortunately, my parents are in their 60s. So they called it quits with about seven minutes left in the game, which is the perfect time to catch up. And it was at that at that point, it was just a roller coaster of emotions. I was sitting on I'm sitting in Airbnb. I'm sitting on the bed. I'm the only person yelling. I yelled a Duval in the end. I'm pretty sure all of Jacksonville heard me from San Antonio, Texas. It was amazing to watch. Super, like, just wild. And like you said, nobody could have ever imagined that this would be the outcome. But you know what? This is why you love the NFL because crazy things happen. Before we get into the American Express Open, I think it's the American, I think it's the Open. I'm not sure. It just says the American Express. I, I, I never know when to add an Open. Do you give, uh, do you give the Jags a shot, at least to cover against the Chiefs, considering the Chiefs really haven't covered big numbers all year? To cover, yes. To win, no. I love my Jags, but this is t- we're talking about Patrick Mahomes here. So instead, there is one bet that I do really like, and it's kind of out of the box thinking here. And it's we know we've seen it. The Jags are a second half team, yes. and so they're averaging 13 points per game in the second half. That's the seventh best in the league. Specifically, the Jaguars are the third best in the league for third quarter scoring behind the Bills and the Patriots. Well, who do you think is the best? Uh, fourth, the fourth best team in third quarter scoring, that would be Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. So I am would be looking for third quarter to be the highest scoring quarter. You can get that at plus money odds. Or if you don't want to wait for like specific quarter betting, can just consider taking the second half over because we've seen it before. Trevor Lawrence, Doug Peterson, they figure it out. They come out of the gate and they just start putting up points. And it's still Patrick Mahomes. So yes, I do like the Jags to cover. But more specifically, I'm not going to fade them. I'm not going to back them. My heart is too attached. So instead, I'll be looking to the third quarter. Nice. How do you uh, assess who to bet on on the American Express? Open, not open, not sure. Well, at this point, kind of not sure. Let's be honest. This is the PGA, and this is the first course of the course rotation series. And I don't like it when players play four different courses. That is very difficult to handicap, especially when you only have data information for one of those courses. So you're kind of going in blind trying to predict which player asset is going to match well to all three courses that they have involved. That's kind of hard. So right now, we're still January. We're mid-January. I'm not really diving deep into PGA yet. Like I'm doing it for content. I'm doing it for, it's fun. I love watching it. Uh, there's a couple of guys that I love tailing and Will Zalatoris is one of them, but I don't really start diving super deep into, okay, this is where my money's going probably until closer to like March and April. Once we get all of these shenanigan type of tournaments out of the way and we start getting into the nitty gritty players are back into form. There's consistency coming in with uh, rhythm that's when I start really like firing on the PGA right now. It's still just fun. 
I completely agree. Does like course history matter here to you? Because the only thing I'm looking at prices and it's like, I kind of want to take some long shots here at the majors. Then I'm looking at 11 to one or 12 to one. Maybe I'm playing like Rory or Rom, but I really like Cantlay just because if you look at the last three starts here at this event, ninth, second and ninth, does that matter at all this week? Or are you looking just, if you are playing this like a better price, like a 28 to one, maybe like a Cam Smith or something like that. I mean, I said a couple of weeks ago with John Rahm, he's yeah. too low of a price and he ended up winning the thing. So if you do like somebody that is at the top of the board, what I would recommend is what a lot of people probably did when Rahm was down is fire the, fire on some of those uh, top of the board players after day one, after day two. If they're not in the top five, if they're not in the top 10, they can come back just like Rom did. You're going to get a better price than if instead of 10 to 1, you'll probably get 15 to 1, 20 to 1. Um, if you still like them then and they're playing well and you can see that maybe uh, they have some rhythm being built, then I would back one of those top board players once after round two. But right now, I'm, I'm looking further down the board. Yeah. I like the 40 to 1 odds. I like the 31 odds because you want to take those long shots on a tournament like this where there's three courses involved. And there's 10 of the top 20 players. It's Yeah, it's one of those things where you want to take a risk in a strong field, three courses. It's a pro-am. There's kind of a different different variables here that I would I would rather risk on a long shot than taking some of the someone else on top heavy. Why is Cam Davis the biggest liability, do you think? Um, because he's good with his irons. He's good with his putters. <laughs> this is a putting fest, potentially. Uh, this yeah. could be the one where if you are putting low, if you are putting well and your score low, like you are going to be up at the top. And he's one of the best putters in the field. So, I mean, immediately you want to look to that. Um, but, I mean, I, I, I like Tony Finau. Where he be <laughs> Apparently now? he wins. Tony Finau, where he be now? <laughs> Yeah, it's in everybody's head. <laughs> he wins now, but he's he used to be one of those players that he was always the bridesmaid, never the bride. That's a thing of the past, and he is further up on the odds board, but he's not one of the favorites. He's 16-1, so I believe there's still value on there, but he's won back-to-back tournaments in July. He has six top 10 finishes. He's great off the tee, he's solid with his irons, and he's gained strokes putting in eight straight events. If I'm talking about I want a good putter, that's actually Tony Finau, so I like him at 16-1. All right, let's talk about the main event, Australian Open. I already know my sleep schedule is going to get all messed up. I'm drinking a Celsius right now because I don't want a Red Bull. This has less calories. So anything that you like, let's start actually with just tonight. Anything that you like, any plays? There is. um, It's a player, Nikolai Ajari. He is the underdog, a plus 120 underdog to an American player that is getting a lot of hype, a lot of love, rightfully so, Ben Shelton. Shelton has been a great player. He's from from Florida, and he just turned pro this year, uh, last year, 2022. So he's very new to the tour. But Jari is one hell of a big server, and when his serve is on, it is great. He has a solid record against lefties, and that's what Shelton is. He has a 15-5 record against lefties. Now, typically, lefties are a problem for most players. Jari seems to handle them pretty well. Um, plus, Shelton, this was his first, not only his first time out of the United States, this is his first time in Australian Open in a major, in a best of five. There's just a lot of firsts going on. He had a rain delay. There was a weather delay. There was just all types of delays. Pushed Shelton to a five-set, fifth-set tiebreak. I know that he's young, but that is still very difficult on the mind. That's his first tour win. It was just a lot of emotion. I, this is a good fade spot for him. So I like Jari as an underdog plus 120. I saw a bunch of favorites go down last night. Uh, Why do you think that is so early? Well, typically, 
I would say, yes, they're favorites, but they're not heavy favorites like Novak Djokovic. Mm-hmm. He's the uh, tournament favorite coming into this. Now, Nadal went down because he was injured. Uh, it was clear right at, uh, in, this third, in the second set, he had a little flinch in his body that was like, okay, the way, the style of play that Nadal has, it's very wear and tear on the body. He's getting older. He's been in this sport for a very long time. It was just the body's catched, caught up to him. His age has caught up to him. So that was not um, a failure of his play. It was just the body gave out at the wrong time. Now, there are other players that have been upset, I guess. Um, but this is the Australian Open. And I wouldn't really consider it. I don't think we've really considered any player as a major upset as of yet. Djokovic is still in it. Daniil Medvedev is still in it. Stefano Tsitsipas is still in it. So all the big name players still alive and kicking. Um, I don't think there's been any major upsets as of yet. Would you play anybody other than uh, Djokovic? Because he's minus 125. I just, I mean, you're looking at like plus 325. You got Sinner at 16 to 1. I mean, some of these prices though. Would you even play anybody else or would you just go with him at minus 125 right now? Novak Djokovic is minus 125 right now. Yeah, just to win the Australian Open. I'm talking like um, just tournament mm-hmm. winner. Yeah, the future, which actually surprised me a little bit. I was looking at the women. I mean, Iga's plus 250. Um, and, and then everybody else is like 8-1 to one or below. So, yeah, that actually kind of surprised me. Minus 125 right now. I would buy Djokovic right now. That's what he was pre-tournament odds. Yeah. Um, I would, that was, I tweeted back in, I don't know, like July, after around the US Open that he would win the 2023. I like the draw. He has a fairly easy draw coming into this. He's winning in straight sets. Djokovic is not only the best player on tour, he's the best player of our generation, aside from Federer and Nadal. He owns the Australian Open. He has nine titles. He is one of the most well-rested players coming into this. Now, the only caveat that I have is that potentially he does have a hamstring injury, but it hasn't shown that to have been a problem as of yet. So maybe in the later rounds in week two. But as of right now, Djokovic, it is his tournament to, to lose. He has a fairly easy draw, and he should not be competitive, uh, face anybody competitive until at least the quarters. Let me ask you this. This is a, a big long shot, but I'm a huge Tiafo fan. Obviously a kid from the DMV. We're in the DMV. 40 to 1. Would you sprinkle anything on that? I would probably sprinkle in him to win his quarter. Okay. Um, he is playing some inspiring tennis. Um, you've seen him in 2022 where he closed out the year playing very strong. He beat Nadal. Uh, he is, he's one of the type of players who can win a major because of his style of play. And that style is he has variety in his game. You have a lot of players who play back from the baseline. If it becomes a baseline game, like somebody like Daniil Medvedev, that can easily get exploited. But what Tiafo has, he has a slice. He has a drop shot. He can bring a player front to back, side to side. He confuses the opponent. That does become dangerous once you get into the second into the second week of the tournament. So if you have him at plus odds to win his quarter, I would definitely consider that. For him to win the tournament, that would definitely be a longer shot. It, like you said, it's the Australian Open, so there's really not any upsets. So you look at Iga, plus 250. Would you do anything um, with the futures market with the women's side, like Caroline Garcia's 8-1, to one, or would you just stay away from the futures and just like, kind of like look for uh, just individual matchups to play? When it comes to WTA, I like individual matches. If Jessica Pagula is uh, pre-tournament, she was 20-1. to one. If she's still fairly good odds as of now, I believe that she is one of the, she's, in my opinion, one of the players that can upset Iga Swiatek. But she already has beat uh, Swiatek 6-2, 6-2 at the United Cup semifinals. She had a 5-0 lead in the first set and kept the pace and momentum. So I like that. That shows me that she wasn't phased at all by the person who's on the opposite side of the net of her. She's reached the quarter 
quarterfinals at three majors, four Grand Slam winners en route to win. I mean, she's number three in the world, so I believe that Jessica Pagula, she has a good draw. She has a good shot. I like her odds. Yeah, she's still 20 to 1 right now at BetMGM. Anything yeah. in the NFL, or are you just kind of sticking with tennis right now? Anything for this weekend for the uh, divisional round? Are we not all in love here with uh, Joe Burrow and the Bengals? <laughs> I am. I have a futures ticket on the Bengals to be in the Super Bowl. So I expect them. I like them here on the money line at 2 to 1. They're 7 and 2 against the spread on the road, 2 and 0 against the spread as an underdog. This Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati offense, they're scoring a touchdown at the fourth highest rate in the league. The defense is allowing a touchdown at the third best rate in the league. The Bills defense just gave up 31 points to Miami backup quarterback and Skylar Thompson. They allowed four separate wide receivers receptions of 19 plus yards. Now, if you look at the, the stats, the stats are going to tell you that the Bills have a great defense. Who have they played? Skylar Thompson, Mac Jones twice, an injured Justin Fields, and a concussed to Tagovailoa, and Mike White. So you can add on your next door neighbor to that because they might as well be on the list if you look at who's on, who they faced. This is Joe Burrow, and he has been outstanding as of in the last few weeks. He's protecting the ball better. He's reduced his sack percentage, and they have faced a tough level of competition here. The Browns defense, the Chiefs, they placed a Mike Tomlin, a Pittsburgh team. So they have faced the, the tougher schedule. I, I trust Joe Burrow more than I trust Josh Allen. I love the Bengals. Thank you so much. Good luck to the nice Jags. Pam. Good luck to the Bengals. That's my team as well now. Since my team stinks, I've taken them on. Good luck this weekend. Enjoy the tennis tonight. Duval! Duval! <laughs> Have a good night. Bye, Pam. Pam Maldonado.